0: Matthew chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 1 through 11 today. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, Jesus said to him, again it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to test. Again the the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, "Begone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. <clears throat> it's a familiar passage, a, 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 an account that, that we uh, have, have read probably dozens of times, the, the, the temptations of, of Jesus, the, the three what they call the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they, they all record this, this account. But notice how it starts with one of those prepositions that are always just, uh, just kind of eye-grabbing or attention-grabbing. Then, after, you know, you could say after these things. Well, after what things? What had just happened? So, you know, when you hear then, it's like the next thing that happened. Jesus had just been baptized. And, and And remember when he came up out of the water it said the heavens were open and, and the spirit of God, like a dove, descended and 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 touched him and and he heard the voice of of God the Father saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. what timing i mean he's he 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 he's baptized in 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 in, in, you know, for several different reasons, but to, you know, to validate John's ministry as the one who would go before the Messiah, crying, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." Jesus said it was to fulfill all righteousness, to complete all the righteousness, all of the 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 the, the things God had said about the 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 King that would come and and save His people, and it, and, and after that happens, we we call that a spiritual mountaintop. Maybe when you become seniors, they don't happen as often. Remember, if, if you can, try, think real hard. When, back in, in your younger days, you know, young people, it's, it's like they get this all the time. Kids will go to super summer camp or something in the summer, and they will come home and they've been surrounded by other believers. They've heard the gospel. They've heard what they may consider good music. Maybe we don't. They but they're on this spiritual high, this spiritual mountaintop. And 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 what happens? They get back into the to the real world and, and it's almost like they, they come crashing down. But but I think maybe that same principle is true I don't want to say every time because that's a little bit dogmatic, but how often does it happen that, that we get this spiritual blessing, this spiritual gift, and the next thing that happens is, is that very thing is tested. That, that it, I heard one preacher say, if and when I ever preach a good sermon, you can be assured that this afternoon that what I have said as much to myself as to to the people in the in the congregation is going to be tested so i could say the same thing if and when we ever have a good sunday school lesson you can be assured that this afternoon that thing is going to be tested that 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 satan won't leave us alone the demons won't leave us alone sometimes our more times than not our our old man does not leave us alone. Our old nature does not leave us alone, that we're on this spiritual mountaintop. And, and then it's like it's this, this test comes along. Sometimes we come crashing down. Right after Jesus was baptized, He heard that validation from, from, from God, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. He says He's led by the Spirit into the wilderness we kind of have two things that, that this is a, a reflection of. We, we have Israel's wandering in the wilderness for 40 years and, and, and the testing that they, that they went through, sometimes the reverse, the testing of God that they, that, that, that they did, that, that Israel tested God over and over in the wilderness. But also we have a picture of, of the original man and woman, Adam and Eve, in the garden as as we go through these these temptations. As I said, Mark and and Luke both record these things. It's interesting, Mark does it in in two verses. In in Mark chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, it's it's a brief account. It says, the Spirit immediately, this is after His baptism, the Spirit immediately drove Him out into the wilderness. Mark uses a kind of a stronger word that the Spirit drove Him, the Spirit led Him into the wilderness. And it's like, well, why wasn't Jesus able to do the things on, on His own? Well, you can't separate Father, Son, and Holy Spirit but Jesus took on the, the form of man and, and, in, and in some ways set aside, it wasn't that he was not all God, not all man, but, but set aside some of those, uh, those, those divine qualities or, or, or uh, divine, not his divine nature. But but the aspects of his divinity—he he was not omnipresent. He was not everywhere at one time. That he set aside. He's, we see he's hungry. We see in, in John's gospel he talks about him being being uh, sl- tired, sleepy. We, we see in John's Gospel that he cried, he wept. So he, he, he set aside some of those aspects in order to become flesh and, and, and dwell among us. So, so he's, he's led by the Spirit. Mark says the Spirit drove him out there. Listen, verse 13, and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. And he was with wild animals and the angels ministered to him kind of interesting that, that, that Mark includes that part about he's with wild animals. This is not just some arid desert oasis that he's at. He's, he's out in the wilderness and, 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 and there are no, um, um, uh-huh. there's no McDonald's, there's no uh, uh, concierge. To, to, to I mean, he does have the angels ministering to him. But, he, but he's out there with the wild animals. I mean, just think about being in the wilderness by yourself. He's, he's fasting and, and praying, uh, but there's also wild animals around. Luke gives a, a longer account than, than Matthew. He says that he's in the wilderness. He's led by the Spirit. He's in the wilderness. Forty days being tempted by the, by the devil. So two things that Mark and, and Luke sort of point out or imply that's a little bit different than Matthew is how many temptations were there, and how many and and, and how long was Jesus tempted? I think for mark and, and, and Luke we can we can conclude that it's not just the three temptations but that the whole 40-day period, Jesus is being tempted by Satan. So it's not just these three. These three are sort of the culmination. Remember, Matthew had said, after fasting 40 days... So these are perhaps the last three that he faced. We don't, we don't have the other 40 days worth of, of temptations, but, but that Jesus was tempted over and over. Luke concludes his account by saying when, when Satan departs that he left him for an opportune time. So it wasn't the last time that Jesus would be tempted during his, his life on, on earth. So, let's go back to to, to Matthew and see what what we can glean. Now, this is what, most passages are this way. Sometimes they just kind of jump out at me, but it's it's like there is so much going on here, I'm not going to get half of it. So, what that is, that's a plea for help. Tell me something. If you think I'm going to miss it or if I've already totally missed it, tell me, oh, look at this. This is, this is what I see. But he starts. It says, after 40 days and nights, he was hungry. Now, sometimes it doesn't take us that long to get hungry, 40 days and 40 nights. You know, I mean, it can be 40 minutes depending on what you ate. But that Jesus has been there. He's been, I, I want to say, fasting and, and praying. And, and the tempter, Mark and and. and uh, and, and Luke call him Satan or the devil but it's 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 the adversary it's it's the fallen angel who leads all of that that army of fallen angels the demons to uh, oppose God the tempter comes to him and he says if you're the son of God now Satan knows he's the son of God but but he he kind of starts that with with trying to uh, to, to, to to question it, to give Jesus some doubt? Are you really the Son of God? If, if you are, <laughs> command these stones that they would become bread. And then what does He do? He quotes Scripture. No, He doesn't. Not this one. Okay. Jesus is going to quote Scripture. Later, Satan's going to quote Scripture. But He says, command these stones that they become bread. If I remember right, <clears throat> when He did quote, quote Scripture, Yes. All of it? I figured what? What Jesus quotes back to him is from the book of Deuteronomy. Remind me in two minutes to point that out again, because that's a very good point. And there's even another kind of interesting point to be made about that. But he, but he starts with, command these stones. Now think about the, the Garden of Eden. It says the serpent came to, who did he come to? Eve and and what did he say God said that you you can't eat of this and 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 Eve says well I'm going to have to read it cuz right now it's not it's not fully there it's Deuteronomy chapter I mean it's Genesis chapter 3 where where we we have the the temptation Deuteronomy chapter 3 now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. he said to the woman, Did God actually say to you, You shall not eat from any tree in the garden? God had told them, You can eat from any tree except for the tree of of, of, of knowledge. But Satan twists the words of Scripture, twists what, what what God has said. Verse two The woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. God didn't say you couldn't touch it. So so she even adds to the the Scripture. And then then the serpent continues. He said, you will surely not die. God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, so Satan to Adam and Eve, to Eve initially, twist Scripture, says that God... Did God really say this? Did he mean it? No. He just doesn't want you to become like God. Adam and Eve are in the garden where they can eat from any tree. They can eat from, from any plant. Whatever they want, they can eat from. Jesus is in the wilderness where there is no food. You know, it, it, it's, it's kind of the opposite, but both of them are this, this temptation for, for what? What? A, a, a temptation for uh, a basic need, to, to get that basic need in a, in a way that's contrary to, to what God has said. So he, so Satan first tempts him with that, and then Jesus says it's written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So Benny's right. In all three instances, Jesus replies by, by quoting from the book of Deuteronomy. Now, it's in Deuteronomy 6 and Deuteronomy 8. Depending on the, the translation of, of your Bible, depending on, to some degree, um, the, the, the font or the size of the print in your Bible, this can be on one page. I looked... I looked through several different versions that I have from If you've got a study Bible, it's going to be on maybe four pages because there's going to be notes. Or or if you have a large print, which is the way to go, it it may be on three or four pages. But if if you just have this Bible that maybe you had it when you were a teenager. I opened up, we have one, it's an NIV it's the, it's, it's the Chuck Swindoll Insight for Living Bible. And, and chapter 6 is on the left-hand side. Chapter 7 goes here. And then the first part of chapter 8 is on the right-hand side. That, I don't, that's, this is no charge. This is just an extra little tidbit that Jesus quotes from basically one page of the Bible to put down Satan. You know, we have the whole Bible if, if we know it. So, so Satan begins with this, this temptation to, uh, to, to just a basic need. Is bread good or bad? I mean, it's, it's more good than... It's, bread's not bad. I mean, bread can be bad, but, you know, just the, the, the nature of bread, something, something that, we, that we need, um, it, he, he kind of follows the, the steps that, that 1 John 2... You can, you can look, at, look this up later, but 1 John 2 in verse 16, that, that John says that, that temptation, it follows the, the lust of flesh, the lust of the eyes, and then, then a pride for life. They're kind of in not reverse order, but the last two are re- reversed from, from Matthew's account. It more follows Luke, but that, that all temptation follows, follows that pattern. Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every, every word that proceeds out of, out of the mouth of God. It's, it's a quote from Moses in, in telling Israel that you've grumbled about these things. You grumbled about the, the manna and you don't need to worry about that or what you need to, to, to live by every word that, that comes from the, from the mouth of God. And it says that, that then, verse 5, the devil took him up to the holy city. That would be Jerusalem. And he set him on the pinnacle of the temple and he said, throw yourself down if you're the son of God because it's been commanded that his angels will protect you. On their hands they will bear you up lest you strike a throne. I mean, a, lest your foot strikes against a stone. A couple of things that that Malachi in, in chapter 3 had 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 prophesied. Chapter 3 says, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. That, that's a, a, a prophecy of John the Baptist. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. That, that, that there was this prophecy, this expectation that the Messiah would appear in Jerusalem. And so Satan is, is using that to, to, to tempt Jesus to, uh, to, to gain this following in a way not according, not in uh, the, the, the will of God. Now, whether he takes him literally or in a vision, we, we don't know. And, and, you know, if you read, let's use a round number, 100 scholars, you're probably going to get 50 that say it's literal and 50 that say it's figurative. But that he he tempts Jesus nonetheless in this to to throw yourself down. He's on this pinnacle of the temple. I don't really know which part of the temple it was. Josephus gives a a, a, a place that would be the equivalent of, of falling eighteen stories. That it was you know down. It's on the Kidron <laughs> Valley side, and that it would be just like he jumped off an eighteen-story building, and and that that God would, would, would protect him. This is where it's, it's, really interesting. Let's look at, at, at Psalm 91, that, that this is what Satan is, is quoting him. Sometimes you, you know, you have different Bibles will have uh, cross references. And, And so it's, it's good to look at the cross references. Now, this is kind of a do as I say, not as I do. I mean, every time you read the Bible, you may not have the time to to look up every cross reference. But but when you do, a lot of times you're you're rewarded. Psalm 91, it, it begins with, "...he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty." I will say to, to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And then what, what Satan quotes is from verse 11 and 12. He says, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. That's where Satan stopped on purpose. Jesus knows what the next verse says. Listen to the next verse, Psalm 91, 13. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent, you will trample underfoot. That's like the, you know, what God told Adam and Eve in, in, in the garden, that, that the serpent is going to, to, to bruise the heel of, of your descendant but you will bruise the head of the serpent. You know, that, that Satan left that part out in, in, in quoting Psalm 91 about God protecting the, the Messiah. That he left out that part about, and you're going to trample that serpent's head. So you kind of wonder if Jesus in the back of his mind is like, you really don't want to go here, do you? You, you, you know, you're not quoting the whole passage from psalm but he, you know we we don't see that he showed him that but he he did then again go back to those two pages in deuteronomy where he says it's written you shall not put the lord your god to test And then finally, the the third temptation after these 40 days that that Matthew records, he says, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. And he said to him, I will give you these if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him and, and him alone. in a way it seems like Jesus was kind of patient with, with Satan and just saying, you know, what what are you bringing against me? How are you tempting me or 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 testing me? And he and he takes him and he and he, he he what is the temptation here? To 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 he takes him up on a mountaintop. You know, whether it's literal or 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 just a, a vision that He shows Him this and shows Him all the kingdoms of the world. Well, the first temptation is, I don't know if you can even number them in, in order, to, to worship someone other than the true God. But then also, it's a temptation for Jesus to gain this, this kingdom outside of God's will. God has said He's going to give Jesus this this kingdom, this power and authority after He goes to the cross, after He atones for for the sins of of the world. And He raises Him from the dead, and now He seats Him at that power. Remember how how Matthew is is going to, to end. The Great Commission, He says... All power and authority has been given unto me. After the resurrection, God has given Jesus this very thing. Satan is tempting Jesus to to forego the will of God, to forego the plan of God, and then also to worship someone other than God. And and, and Jesus himself is God, so it's really kind of a, a dumb excuse for a temptation, it's like, why should I worship you? I created you. But, but Satan is, 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 is tempting that human side. You don't need to go to the cross. You don't need to suffer all of this. You don't need to suffer the, the rejection that your own nation is going to give you. You don't need to suffer the, the pain and the cruelty of, of being, being arrested and beaten. And then hung on the the cross, if you'll just worship me, I'll give you all of this. Well, it wasn't Satan's to give in the beginning, in the first place. But but then Jesus once again says, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only shall you serve. You know, that's after He dismisses Him. He just says, Be gone. Peter kind of did the same thing. Near the near the end of Jesus's life, when Jesus is explaining to the disciples that I must su- I must suffer and die, and Peter's like, "No way! We're not going to let that happen." What is what is? How did Jesus respond to that? He said, "Get behind me, Satan!" That 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 whole idea was of the the devil, of the enemy, of the one who is opposed to everything that, that God stands for. And then after Satan leaves, it says that the angels came and, and ministered to him. You know, that, that, that God had spoken at, there at the end of, of chapter 3 and said, this is my son in whom I am, I am well pleased and then Jesus goes through this this forty days in, in the wilderness. Forty days of of, of, of temptations, of, of of testing, and and when it was complete, God sent His angels to 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 minister to Him. That, that the angels knew who this was, and and would have have worshipped Jesus as as the the second person in in the Trinity. And, and, and even met his, his physical needs. So what can we glean from this temptation? Do we need to glean anything regarding temptations or have we got that under control? Okay, that's what I thought. <coughs> so what can we glean from it? Dave, I thought it was interesting. Satan progressed his temptation. He started with basic bread. But then he when that didn't work, then he moved on to things that he was trying to tempt him with. I think that's one thing that we can that we can glean that that temptations sometimes progress. You know, it starts with something, oh that's pretty innocent. You know, bread. You could you could say it's good. At worst case, you could say bread is is totally neutral. It's not good. It's not bad. But it's basically good. We we need. You know, it's 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 a necessity. And that he starts with that, and then then progresses. Have you ever had this progression of temptation, or maybe it's a progression of of sin? You know, I can do this. It's it's just a minor sin, right? And then it just, by the time you realize what you're doing, it has 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 progressed to just a lifestyle change. You know, I think that was kind of what kind of what John is saying in 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 First John uh, two. You can start in verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and pride of life is not from the Father but is of the world. And and John's talking about that progression of of sin. And he says, "Don't, don't do it. He finishes by saying the world is passing away along with its desires and whoever does the will of God abides forever. So that we, we, we do see a, a progression in the, you know, the temptations. One, one writer said it's an offer of something intrinsically good but it's proposed at the wrong time. You know, making bread. Jesus is going to make bread later. Multiply bread. You know, the, the loaves and the fishes. But this is the wrong time to, to do it. What else can we glean from it? When you point it to Psalms ninety-one, you're uh, talking about um, God. But a verse or two below that, it reads um, because he loves me, I will rescue. You. And that love actually translated into more of a join or be in agreement with. So if Christ was in agreement with God, then why would he throw himself over the cliff? It it's okay. very good point. It's a temptation to Jesus to, okay. Satan's saying, I know you trust God, but is he worthy of that trust? You know, throw yourself off and prove it. You know, make God prove it. It's it's as if Satan is tempting Jesus to have God prove that he really is going to protect the Messiah. Does God remember his promises? I I inherited this, um, it's a Thompson chain reference Bible from from my, my aunt. And I was looking through it, and, and she had notes all in it. And, and, and one of them said, "A, hey, there was an old man. I don't know why it had to be an old man, maybe because she was a, a woman. But an old man was, was, was on his deathbed. He was dying. And he, and he said, I don't remember any of the promises of God. And then it continues. He's like, but I don't need to worry about that because he remembers every one of them. You know, that God remembers all of his promises. And, and, and Jesus knew that and said, I don't need to, to test God. That he is going to protect me till it's the time that I came to fulfill my, my, my role, my, the reason that I came to begin with. are we going to be tempted daily. daily what's what's how do you how do how do you if, you're tempted, then where are you if you're not tempted where are you I mean I love that point it's like Satan never tempts me somebody might say it's kind of well, he doesn't have to. I mean, if that's the point where you are, it's like, well, he doesn't need to waste any time on you, you know, because you're at that point where, well, he's got you. He's got you. So we're going to be tempted. How, how, do we, how do we make it? What's the... When you don't succumb to a temptation, how, how do you do that? I, I mean, this is a, a good illustration but, but I heard a, a pastor say, you know, there's been times when I was thinking of scripture against something, you know, while I was doing that sin, you know. I mean, the easiest one, and, and without, you know, stepping on m- my own toes too much or revealing, is like gossiping, you know. You, you might, I'm talking about somebody. And in the back of my mind, I, I I hear this, you know, this is not the real verse, but thou shalt not gossip. I mean, you 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 hear that, you know, your 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 mind tells you that. Maybe it's your hearing aid. Maybe my hearing aid. That that. But but knowing God's word is certainly a a good way, to avoid falling to temp- temptation? Would that be your shield? Your shield, yeah. <coughs> I've heard the old devil tempt you, but the Lord tempt you, he'll test you. And you know, it's what's what's really fun, I guess it's kind of fun, is that the, the, the Greek word... It can be translated either way, tempted or tested. But that God doesn't tempt us, but He will test us. And sometimes we're on that spiritual mountaintop and, and, and then there is you know, a, a trial or, or, or a test. Uh, and that, that's, that certainly, you know, it's, it's the refining process of, go, of God turning us into that gold you look at, at the things that the devil tested Jesus with, I find it humorous because he says, you know, make the, the stones into bread. He's the bread of life. And everything is, it, you know, fall down and worship me. I made you. You set me to worship you. And, and you're going to give me this world, and I created it. So if we look at the things that the devil tempts us with and realize what God has for us, it's it's hilarious. We shouldn't even fall for it. You're right. So why do we? Well, it's... I don't... Mm-hmm. You're gonna face temptations. Okay. Maybe right now, but certainly later today. And 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 maybe part of it is just realizing they're, they may not make any sense, but we're we're still going, you know, to be to be tested, tempted, and, and that our best recourse is, is, is turning to the Lord in by his word, in, in in prayer. And it's like, you know, flee from the devil. If you're in that situation, don't try to battle him, but flee, run as fast as you can. And and, and just get away from that that situation. We'll we'll begin the the ESV titles the next section. Jesus Begins His Ministry. That that, you know, it was the the Jesus' ministry. The kingdom was inaugurated by the baptism of Jesus. And as he's preparing for that, he's led into the wilderness. But but we'll see, uh, just beginning next week, verse twelve, just the, the beginning. Jesus actually beginning his his ministry. Let's pray, and then then we'll go. Our Father, we just we thank you for your promises, God. We know that you're that you're always with us, and God, when we face temptations or trials may we may we look to you not to our own selves or our own wisdom to to avoid those temptations or resist those temptations but we, may we may we look to you into your word in jesus name i pray amen